All right, good morning, Calvary Church. It is good to see you as always. We are in the second to last sermon of this whole Life with God Spiritual Practices for a Closer Walk series. And I think it's been great for me even being reminded of some ways that we can practice our faith so that we can be close with the Lord. Uh, today, uh, we're going to be doing the, kind of the second part of a two-week thing where we started talking about prayer last week, although I feel like prayer is kind of all throughout this entire series. We talk about solitude and fasting, prayers all throughout that. But uh, last week, as we talked about how there is this thin line between heaven and earth that we pray to and worship a God of both the natural and supernatural, there is so much more going on than meets the eye. And so we approach that God in prayer and we can spend time with him. And now today we do the second uh, week of some talk on prayer and we'll talk about practicing prayer together. Practicing prayer together. And as we think about prayer, you know, we in our tradition, we often talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus. And I say that because we would think some other traditions are maybe a little more ritual, uh, a little less personal, like that sense of, yes, we can have this actual personal relationship with God himself. But then prayer which is the way we actually do that whole personal relationship thing is largely absent from our lives. And so I want to encourage us that if we believe that, that we have a personal relationship with the God of the universe and we can have that, then through prayer is how we will actually live that out. And so I want to challenge us to be willing to take steps further and further, deeper and deeper into a life of prayer. Now, when I was growing up, this is kind of the, the way I would think about prayer, sort of the formula I would use to pray. I remember learning this young, as a young kid of the Acts prayer. So adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. Now, it was just, it's like steps. And what I like is that it's like, okay, when you pray, start with adoration. Start with prayers of worship and praise to God. And so you're focused on God first. Then some confession, examining yourself, confession of sin in your life. Then you move into a time of thanking God for all he's done for you. And then after all of that is where you ask. Supplication, fancy word to make the acronym work. <laughs> a fancy word for asking, right? Petitionary prayer, intercess, intercession, where we pray for others. Pray to God on behalf of others. So all of that was good. But what happened for me in my life is... It became a formula, and then my prayers became formulaic, and it became sort of contrived and forced, I feel like. I went through some seasons of that. But I think that then, as we mature, both just as people and as followers of Jesus, I kind of realized, like, okay, yeah, it was becoming formulaic in that way, 
But you know what? This actually can just be a helpful reminder as long as I'm not ruled by it, right? As long as I don't let this be the thing that I have to do, and that's what prayer, like, success equals or God being pleased with me equals. It was a hel- it's a helpful thing to say, okay, well, maybe how about don't just only ask for all your list and sort of just shouting towards God of all the stuff you want, but actually worshiping, confessing, thanking before you get into that. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about how I think we can pray and how prayer works. Even at, like I just talked about there, is, there's some stages to prayer. I was reading this book uh, in these last couple of weeks called What If Jesus Was Serious About Prayer? So when Jesus talks about it, what if he's actually serious about the things he said and how should I live my life? This book by this guy, Sky Jatani. And he had in there this uh, four stages of prayer. That we start off with praying at God. And even in the picture, it's like God's smaller than the guy, right? He's just like, ah, we're just shouting our stuff to God. And sometimes that can be good. Like that's kind of what the Psalms are at some level, right? Like some guy's just like, ah, God, I've got all these issues and all these people hate me. And he's just sort of shouting and letting it all out. But I think that these can come from a prideful place if we're not careful. And then as we mature a little bit more, okay, we're praying to God, and these are prayers of faith, and that's good to pray and ask for the things that we hope for from God. But then we get into a stage as we mature more in this of listening to God. To say, okay, Lord, I want to hear from you. I want to spend time with you to hear from you. And we've talked about that a lot in this whole Life with God series, that we can listen to God and there's hope that we receive in that. And then that leads to just being with God, that we are in this mode 24-7, pray without ceasing, is being with God in this relationship of love with him. And, and so that's kind of like as we think about this, these different stages of prayer, I want us to kind of hone in on uh, a couple things. And the first is this, this whole notion of listening. Because I think listening is, is, is a really important step for a lot of us when we think about prayer. Maybe you've been someone who has been praying your whole life and you've used something like Acts to help you, ACTS to kind of help you know what to pray or to not zone out or something. But um, maybe you just come to God and you've just got your list. Every time you sit down and you're like, Lord, here it comes. And God, God receives that and, and wants to hear that. But I think that there can be an important first step. And so let me just show you a couple things in the scriptures that help us with this. One is John 10, 27. Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So we want to be, we are, by the way, you are all sheep. No matter what your, you know, your, your views are on that word. That's what you are. You are sheep. All of you. That's what the Bible says. Okay? So you are sheep and Jesus is the good shepherd. And you will listen to the voice of the good shepherd in your life as his sheep. And so we want to do that. And then Romans 8.26. I think this is a fascinating passage. It says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example... We don't know what God wants us to pray for. All right, so let me stop there. I would just want to encourage you. If we don't know what God wants us to pray for, let's stop and ask him. (laughs) It doesn't seem so novel, right? Like, hey, let's actually try doing that. Just pause and ask, Lord, how would you have me pray? What would you have me pray? And then sit and listen for that. 
But what's so beautiful is that our God is so gracious and good and giving and faithful to us that it says the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying for the Spirit pleads for us, pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. So the Spirit of God is actually praying for us. And then a little while later, verse 34 in chapter 8, it says, Jesus also pleads for us to the Father. And that is pleading for us, and it's in harmony with God's will, according to the will of God. And so we want to be listening so that we are praying in that way as well. But even when we fail, even when we falter, the Spirit is praying for us in that way. And so let's listen to the voice of God for how we should pray before we just start talking. But even to know that you can just sit and be with the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know what to pray. You know my heart, God. You know my heart. Would you pray on my behalf? I don't know if you've ever even tried that, but just to sit and to be with him and to let him do that for you. Uh, when I was, when we're thinking about prayer, and I was even reading in that, that book I mentioned before, there was something called hot dog prayers, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, so hot dog prayers, what this is, is you've got like the, the way we pray, and it's just like, oh, hey, hot dog, you got 2% of pure adoration, 4% of honest confession, 13% of your requests and desires, and then 80% of filler words, Christian cliches and stuff you heard on the radio or stuff you've always heard people pray. Just God, I just pray, Father God, for Father God, that you would just, I thank you for this day, Father God, that you just opened a door, and I, I just pray that you don't give me more than I can handle, God. I just pray, Father God, that you'd love to help me love the sinner but hate the sin. Lord, just, just, just Father, just Father, give me a divine appointment. You know, I don't know. You just have these words that you say, and you don't know what you're saying. And you see, like, every, every one of us or every kid especially is this, dear Jesus, thank you for this day, and then goes into a list of requests. And you're like, how did this happen? How do we say this every single time? And it's just somehow we've just gotten these filler words. And I'm not saying that to call any of you out. I'm definitely pointing the finger at my own self in this, but it's all of us. But I was just thinking that how about we replace the filler words with some listening? <laughs> replace a chunk of that percentage of these cliches that we tend to say and ask God to speak to us and listen for how he would want us to pray. And then out of that, we pray through the leading and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so let's work on replacing some of the, the filler with some listening. And so then out of that listening, we ask. We simply ask. We ask him for what he has placed on our heart. Now, the best model for asking is, I think, found in uh, the Lord's Prayer. And so if you have a Bible, I just encourage you to turn to Luke 11. Luke 11. And there's two accounts of the Lord's Prayer in the Gospels uh, that I want to read to you. It goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, if you're looking around there, flip around and find Luke 11. And it's in Luke 11 and Matthew 6, and they're uh, interesting to see the perspectives of the different gospel writers as they, what, what stood out to them to remember and write down about each of these moments. Luke 11 verse 1 says, Once Jesus was in a certain place praying. As he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. 
Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Okay, I'm like, ding, 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 I'm listening. This is how you should pray, Jesus says. All right, here we go. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. So it's like initially this focus on God and his, his will, his kingdom. Give us each day the food we need and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And don't let us yield to temptation. And that kind of stops there. But then he keeps going, just teaching them. He says, then teaching them more about prayer, he used this story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread. You say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit. I've got nothing for him to eat. Suppose he calls out from his bedroom. Don't bother me. The door's locked for the night. My family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. So Jesus is telling you, hey, don't worry about like why or how or whatever, but just keep going. Just shameless persistence. It's kind of a wild way for God to be describing how he wants you to pray. And then he's, verse 9 says, So I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who seeks, finds. Everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, so that's the beginnings of how Jesus says to pray. Now turn to Matthew 6, and we'll read that account of this same story. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 5. It says, When you pray, Jesus, talking at the Sermon on the Mount, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they'll ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. All right, so there's this level of this other spiritual discipline that we haven't really talked about much, but this discipline of secrecy, that we would do things without the need for other people to see us do it. It's just doing it between, you know, so that God knows and not everybody else. That's something you can try to practice in your life. Can you be generous and give something to someone and not tell anyone about it? That kind of a thing. Can you pray in this sort of way? Verse 7, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. When he talks about Gentiles, he's likely talking about the Romans and the Greco-Roman gods and their worship of all of them. So don't babble on and on as they do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So you could see where it's not about the words you say, it's about who you're praying to. And then he goes in, pray like this, our Father in heaven. So we direct our prayers to him. May your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us. 
And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. And so we see in the Lord's Prayer how there's this sort of first half, second half, I think. This first half that is focused on God, our Father. May you be holy. We want to proclaim your holiness, your goodness. And may it be about your kingdom, not ours. May your kingdom come and may your will be done. We're placing everything about, it's all about God's agenda and God's purpose and God's ways, not our own. So that's how we start. And then we go into, Lord, now give us, please, Lord, our daily bread, what we need for each day. And help me to receive and give forgiveness. And help me, help me have strength when I'm tempted. And so that's where we see the Lord's Prayer kind of directs us through that flow, which you can kind of see where the, the Acts prayer people got the flow from that in some way, right? Like, it's not all bad, but just don't get caught up in the formula. Now, I like praying the Lord's Prayer. I pray the Lord's Prayer every morning when I wake up because I'm too sleepy to listen at that point. I'm just going to fall asleep. Uh, I'm too sleepy to make up my own words. And so I'm like, thank you, Lord, for your words. And so I like praying the Lord's Prayer right when I wake up, uh, right away, and just the grounding and beginning my day in that. Now, let's, let's look at a few verses really quickly that help us think about prayer because we've got, we should be persistent we should keep knocking, keep asking. It's not about doing it out in public in front of everybody, but it's about praying to the Lord with, with just few words, but, you know, but the words that Jesus says to pray. And then we see in Hebrews 4.16, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, and there we will receive his mercy. And so we see here that we approach God with boldness and persistence. Philippians 4, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. So as we have worry and anxiety come into our life, pray to God about that. Bring that to the Lord at all times and about everything. Ephesians 6.18, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert. And again, be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. God wants us to come to him with boldness, with persistence, and then to pray in this way that Jesus says in the Lord's Prayer. I also, I like this quote from Adele Alberg Calhoun, who wrote a book that is uh, called The Spiritual Disciplines Handbook that's pretty helpful. But she says, intercession, praying for others, is one of the ways God invites us into the heart of the Trinity. As we keep company with Jesus through intercession, we begin to see the world and the people in it from his perspective and heart. So even as we ask God for things, for even for ourselves or for others, God is not just, it's not just about the getting what you ask for. It's that also God is shaping our perspective, shaping our heart, realigning our hearts and minds to be in line with his mind, with the mind of God. And so we are being shaped through all of that, even the asking. So we listen and we ask, and we do that actually. We can do that together. We can do that not just by ourselves, but with one another, with believers gathered together. Acts 1.14 says, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. 
So the early church, and this is for us as well, that they were meeting together and united together in prayer. Prayer will unite us as we pray together, as we pray for the heart of God. James 5.16 also says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. As we confess our sins to one another and we receive prayer from each other, we will receive healing. That is forgiveness healing, that is grace healing, that is inner emotional healing, and that can be physical healing as well. But we receive that kind of healing as we confess sin and pray for each other. And especially I'd kind of take us back to what Jesus said in Matthew 6 before the Lord's Prayer. When you think about praying in a a group or in a public setting in some way, is don't keep babbling on and on. And I think a lot of times we have this temptation when we pray that, like, oh, my, my prayers have to sound really eloquent. And I have to pray things that seem really, like, I don't know, sound really profound and sound good. And I'm saying all the right words. But I want to encourage you, when you are praying in groups, like, remember Jesus said, don't keep on babbling on and on. Just be able to pray what God is placing on your heart, whatever it is, however raw, however unrefined, or even however refined. That's fine. But just just be able to bring your heart to the Lord, and it doesn't matter how someone else prays. All that matters is the God you are praying to. So let's remember that as we consider praying together. So what we've been trying to do here at Calvary over the last uh, year is just having some moments in our services where we practice prayer together. And today is one of those days. And so kind of like what Matt or what Josh said earlier is like, now some of you are freaking out. (laughs) Uh, Introverts, and I get it. So here's, let me explain a little bit of what I'd like to do today for the next uh, portion of our service. I would like us, if we can, in a moment, not now, to gather into groups of three or four, okay? Gather into groups of three or four to pray aloud along with portions of the Lord's Prayer. Now, let me just give a couple little, like, uh, outs and permissions, all right? It is completely fine if for you, because of health reasons or you're freaked out about that reasons or whatever other reasons that you would just want to be on your own. And you can kind of move on your own if you'd like. You just kind of like the, this is the symbol, okay? We all respect. If somebody's like, no, I'm good, all right? And they just kind of like that. It's like, nope, just leave them alone. Don't force anybody uh, as you're trying to get into groups. If that's just too much, I understand. I'd like to encourage you to try. I'd like to encourage you to, to stretch in that way. And I also, you know, if, if as you have a chance to pray aloud, one of the things you can do is just to pray the actual verbatim words of the Lord's Prayer. If trying to think of something to pray aloud is, is a lot, and it's a first step for you, you can do that. And I think that's, that's great. That's how Jesus told us to pray. Um, so what, what we're going to do is gather into groups of three or four, and I will lead us through a process of first listening and then to praying. And so I'll be kind of like interrupting and guiding through this time. But let's try now and to get into little groups of three or four. Go for it, okay? I'll tell you when to start. Get in the groups. I'll tell you when to start doing the praying, doing the listening.
If it's two, it's not a big deal. If it's five, could be too many, but whatever. Just try and get into little groups. We'll practice. Okay. <laughs> a few sudden bathroom visits, I understand. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> All right, so here's what we're going to do. You should be in your groups now. And what we're going to do is first you're going to listen. We'll take a minute or so to listen for what to pray in, in, in response to God's holiness and God's will. Because we're praying in response to this in the middle. Our Father in heaven, Hallowed or holy be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then out of that, give us today our daily bread. So we listen for what to pray in response to that. And then when I prompt you to pray out loud in response to that, to praise God for his holiness, confess where you've placed your will above his will, and then ask for your needs out of that. Okay, so first let's just take a minute of silence together, listening for what we should pray. Go. Now move into a time of praying out loud for these things on the screen or whatever God has prompted you in your heart. Go.
30 more seconds. Forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Take a moment to listen for what bitterness, grudges, sin, unforgiveness, or temptations linger in your heart, and how you should pray in response to that. Take a minute to listen. Now, just quietly, not, not out loud yet, in your own heart and mind, confess those things that God has revealed and thank God for his forgiveness. as you're ready, pray aloud for the people around you. Ask God for protection and courage and deliverance for them from temptation, from sin. Pray for one another.
one more minute. For yours, O oh Lord, is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let's remain in just a spirit, a posture of prayer here. Just as the worship band's going to come up, we're going to sing a couple more songs. I want to encourage you right now that maybe God has been working and moving in you as you reflect, as you are listening. And you just, you could use some prayer right now. As we sing these next couple songs, I want to encourage you to come forward. I've asked the elders of our church and if some of our pastoral staff or other prayer ministry uh, leaders would want to come forward and just be like along the stairs and to the sides of the room or up in the front. If you'd like to come forward for prayer that you need provision, you need daily bread, if you need forgiveness, if you need strength for temptation. Maybe if you have never received the grace of Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you've never placed your faith and trust in Him and you'd like to pray for that today. For the first time, we'd love to pray for you as well. So if those leaders could come forward, what I'm going to do is ask for all of us to stand up during this time. But here's also what I want to say about that. If you want to sit, if you want to kneel, if you want to be to the sides, however it will help you is fine. And by the way, that's always fine when we ask you to stand. If you need to sit, it's fine. Go ahead and sit. It's fine. <laughs> but let's, let's just be in this posture of, of prayer and bringing all of our, our hurts and our temptations and our struggles before the Lord. We would love to pray for you as we sing, as we worship God in these next couple songs. Let's sing together. <laughs> 